0: support for this podcast comes from san francisco international airport at sfo you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff learn more about what's at sfo at flysfo.com
1: hey what's up i'm Pendarvis harshaw the host of kqed's right nowish podcast donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy and you support outstanding journalism when you support kqed so if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.
2: From KQED.
1: Mic check, check one, check two. Are we here? All right, we're here right now-ish. Hey, y'all, what's happening? It's Penn Darvis, host of Right now here today to share with you an episode our friends at KQED's MindShift Podcast. It's all about new approaches to raising and educating the youths of the world. This episode, hosted by Nima Gobeer, focuses on the need for black teachers in the classroom, not just for black students, but for all of society. I didn't have my first black teacher until the seventh grade, and I only had one after that until I got to college. When I became a teacher, that's when it all clicked. Representation matters as does exposure to a diverse set of life experiences. So yeah, I'm excited to share this episode today. I'll let Nima take it from here.
2: You're listening to the Mindshift Podcast, where we explore the future of learning and how we raise our kids. I'm Nima Gobier. So this may come as a surprise, but it's possible to graduate from high school without ever having a teacher who shares your racial identity. As a black kid going through California public schools, I experienced that firsthand. And I've also been a teacher. Not long ago, after finishing an art class with first graders, I was in the hallway and I felt a small hand grab mine. It was one of my students and we're both black and she said to me, I like your class, we look alike. And I remember thinking that seemed really, really meaningful to her. And to me, I remember being her. And I think if I had had a black teacher, it would have blown my mind too. Black teachers currently make up about 7% of public school teachers, whereas Black students make up 15% of public school students. Misha Mosley is the founder and director of Black Teacher Project, and she has a message. Every student deserves a Black teacher. Today, we talked to her about why Black teachers are essential and how this ties into the national teacher shortage. More coming up after the break.
1: That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.
2: As director of the Black Teacher Project, Misha Mosley knows a lot of schools are looking to hire black teachers.
0: Now, it'll be couched as we, they need role models, okay? They need to see people who look like them, okay? All of that is true.
2: But Misha worries that many schools are trying to hire black teachers for the wrong reasons.
0: One of the first questions I ask is why do you want a Black teacher in your school? People won't admit it, but underneath the desire is really about the management of Black bodies, the control of Black bodies. Too often people want Black teachers to, quote unquote, handle Black students. and when a black child gets in trouble or when a black child pushes back on the system that again was not created for their for them or their well-being, it is often a black adult who's called upon to quote unquote handle that situation. We are encouraging folks to really make sure that you're in an environment where all of your gifts and talents are appreciated and that you where you continue to get developed and that you're not just there as the overseer which is too often the role.
2: Can you tell me the quick hits of why every student deserves a Black teacher?
0: Yeah, every student deserves a Black teacher because Black teachers have navigated an educational system that was not designed for them and figured out how to be successful in it. Black teachers, particularly those who are involved in the Black Teacher Project, also have an interest and focus on educational equity. And part of that includes attention being paid to healing. And so every student deserves a Black teacher because Black teachers are focused on the well-being of the whole child and healing from all forms of oppression, which is something that successful Black teachers have had to figure out how to do. They also deserve Black teachers because of our creativity. Part of navigating this inequitable system means that we have to think outside of the box, because that box, again, wasn't designed for us.
2: Studies show that Black students who are randomly matched to Black teachers have better long-run outcomes. They get better grades and they're more likely to enroll in college. Research has also shown that students of color think that teachers of the same race have higher expectations of them and are more culturally sensitive to their needs. But to clarify, it's not just Black students who benefit from Black teachers.
0: For many, the only interaction they'll have with a Black person who's in authority and has a knowledge base greater than theirs is in the classroom. For many students, their interaction with Black people comes from the media. So school provides this opportunity, not just to have a Black person in your life, but to have a Black person in your life who's actually guiding your learning at a very important stage. Because as we look at race relations in this country, it requires that we shift how we understand who we are, and that we have an opportunity to get to know people who are different from us.
2: So hearing all of these amazing things about how every student deserves a Black teacher, then you want to say, okay, let's hire a bunch of black teachers, but it's, it's not that straightforward. And across the country, we're seeing a teacher crisis with many people leaving the profession or not even joining to begin with. What are your thoughts on that, Misha?
0: As we think about this national teacher shortage, how are we making this a profession that folks would want to go into? What are we, what are we saying beyond be a martyr? How do we, how do we really make this attractive? And so for black folks, if you've got, jumped through all the hoops to get a college degree, for many folks, you know we're first-generation college students, our families are like, so you're gonna go make some money, right? So to then turn around and go into one of the lowest paying professions, it's a hard pill to swallow. And so we really have to think about how we're making this profession not only attractive, but sustainable for folks, given the history of Black people in this country.
2: As for the Black teachers who did decide to teach or have been teaching for years, they're getting burnt out, which is something you have experience with as a teacher yourself.
0: Right, like, I ran up against a lot of the the issues that I'm naming in terms of, um, you know, in my case, I was in an environment where I was given a lot of leadership opportunities. John King, the former secretary of education, talks about the invisible tax that's put on teachers of color. And so there are so much that's expected of us relative to being the liaisons between Black families and schools and really to to do a lot of invisible and, and uncompensated work to kind of make sure that the machine keeps going.
2: What's nuts to think about is that the Black teachers who are running up against these challenges were once students. As children and young people, they likely experience racism in schools.
0: And so for many Black teachers, you're you're dealing with the residual pain and the internalization of that. So we hear that story with other teachers. If we're not careful, Black teachers will perpetuate that harm. So what we're hearing now... I mean, anti-Blackness runs rampant. You know, we, we, we've been asked to be called like, you know, it's great you serve Black teachers. What about other teachers of color? And, you know, I often say it, it, it goes back to this whole canary in the mind. If we're actually serving Black teachers, we will be serving teachers of color broadly as, as well as white teachers.
2: And your experiences as a teacher and student inspired you to start the Black Teacher Project an organization that supports black educators to impact the pain from their own schooling experiences and to stop the cycle of hurt from continuing. Can you say more about that?
0: Absolutely. We have to do that healing from uh, how oppression has impacted us and particularly from internalized oppression so that when we show up in front of young people, we're not trying to heal our trauma through them. We get to guide them through their own experience right? If you're teaching, particularly in a public school, your job is to perpetuate the system. What we're saying is interrupt that.
2: So what are some immediate actions folks can take to bring in and retain Black teachers?
0: I would say one of the next steps is to first start to look within and ask yourself, what's been my experience with Black teachers? How is that informed by my identity, my values, my beliefs, and ask, like, what? how am I complicit in the, the oppression of Black teachers? And how am I actually resisting that oppression? What are the things, because it's not all bad, right? Like, what am I doing to actually uplift Black teacher leadership? So really doing some self-reflection around your individual role in it. And then I would offer, like, particularly when it comes to race, are there racial affinity groups that are focused on learning and healing that I could be a part of, no matter how you identify, right? But again, that focus on learning and not just learning in general, but really learning how to engage in anti-racist and anti-oppression work. What what might I do to be able to learn in community? So look within and consider, you know, Learning and community would be, I would say, some of the some of the things I would take up.
2: Thank you to Misha Mosley for taking the time to talk with me about her work with Black Teacher Project. You can find out more about the org and what they're up to at www.blackteacherproject.org, and thank you for listening. Stay tuned because we have more mini coming down the pipeline to bring you stories from teachers finding solutions in education and beyond. Hit follow on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss out. Our editor is Jessica Plachek, Seth Samuel is our sound designer, Kiana Mogadam is our interim head of podcasts, and Holly Kernan is KQED's chief content officer. For Mindshift, I'm Nima Gobier.
1: That was Nima Gobeer, host of KQED's Mindshift. For more information on the podcast, simply search Mindshift, that's spelled M I N D S H I F T, all one word, on any podcast platform or go to slash mindshift. Marisol Medina Cadena is the producer of Right Nowish, Chris Hambrick is the editor, Seal Muller is our engineer, Rice Stottenborough is our engagement intern. Cesar Saldana and Ria Garawal are the engagement leads, and we want to wish a fond goodbye to our friend and former engagement lead, Justin Ebrahimi. Thank you for all of your work and support on this show. Ethan tovin Lindsay Jin Shin, and Holly Kernan are the KQED execs. I'm your host, Pindarvis Harshaw, reminding you all that the children are indeed the future, and the future is determined by the decisions we make today. Peace. Right now Wish is a KQED production. Funding for right now is comes from Akhenati Foundation, supporting the development of powerful social change movements to eliminate structural racism.
3: Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio It was always KQED.